Welcome to SlayerFest98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me for this episode of Hawkeye is my lovely co-host, Dr. Poet, and my best friend. Kimberly Ann Southwick. Hi. Today, we are joined by two wonderful guests that I'm very lucky to get to introduce you to. We have freelance writer and editor of The Nerds of Color. Hey, it's Laura Sirkle. Um Yeah, it's, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited to talk about this this, this topic. Yes, I love I love meeting another nerd that I can have on for stuff like this. <laughs> More nerds, yeah. Nerds unite. All right, great. And we also have managing editor at primetimer.com. Hey, it's Joe Reed. What's up? Joe, it's been a long time. It's been a minute. I know. I was trying to think of the last time I was on here and what we were even talking about. But uh, Right? Yeah. Was, it, was it season six? I think it was Buffy season six. It probably was. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, wow. So joyous times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were all having a great time. <laughs> um, so we're here to talk about episode four of Hawkeye. Um, Joe and Laura, I'll get your like reactions, how you felt when you finished the episode first. Uh, Joe, how did you feel when you finished this episode? So... I mean, very, very happy that Yelena has finally showed up because she's been the person I've been waiting for. Like, not that I haven't been enjoying the show because I actually have, but knowing that she was coming and ever since the like post credit scene in Black Widow, you knew that like, I've been sort of like TikTok, TikTok waiting for this. Yeah. So, and as soon as she, as soon as, even before she shows up on the roof, even when like, just when Clint starts getting like beat up off screen that, uh, that. Kate can yeah. hear. I'm just like, oh, that's Elena. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so I was so happy to, you know, that I was, I was super relieved actually that they didn't try to tease it into the next episode. I was really worried we were going to get a thing where like she's going to turn and she was going to like take her mask off and then it would just be like cut to yeah. credits. So I was glad we saw her. She and Kate got a really cool moment that was a callback to that scene that Kate and Clint had where he talked about how the best shot he never, he ever took was the one he didn't take with Natasha. And so Kate sort of holds up on taking the shot at Yelena and that shows, I feel like for as much as we know that like Yelena's connection is with Clint in this, that what made me feel like, Oh, maybe like Yelena and Kate are going to have like a connection moving forward. Yeah. And that's cool. So because obviously so much of this show, for as much as I am like a Hawkeye defender, I'm like a Clint Barton defender uh, in the MCU. So I'm like, I'm glad that we're getting him in this show. But this show really seems to be like an engine for moving things forward. So if that's one of the directions they're going to move it forward, I am super jazzed about that. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Laura, what did you think when you finished the episode? Um, yes, the Yelena part was amazing. Um, uh, but what really drove me with this, with the whole thing was Clint opening up. Um, we got to see a vulnerable side to him. Um, and that was such a big deal for me because we're so used to seeing him be closed up and, and solemn all the time. And, you know, he's the least really known Avenger other than Avenger, other than, you know, we know his family. So I thought it was really endearing to have him open up and, really open up about his relationship with uh, his relationship with um, Natasha and you know that there and just everything regarding that like just seeing him be vulnerable and open up to her that was really what drove me for this episode and then of course Yelena being the badass that she is mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, development yes you know, yeah. grief all the things we love yeah <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, like he would he like I just I felt emotional and I felt like I know Joe is a is a Hawkeye fan, and I am too. But for this version of Hawkeye, I was kind of like, did the right person die? 
Right. <laughs> right. And, sure. And right. So yeah. with with this, it kind of gave me another layer to him. I still am questioning it, but it gave me another layer to him. Yes, I. I you know, Laura, I would agree with that. Um, Jim, what did you think about this episode? Oh, I mean, we've been doing this every week, so I feel like I have to put it in perspective with the other episodes. Yeah. And I feel like, again, as I felt last week, I believe, or as somebody said last week, that wasn't me. Maybe this should have been a movie, like a mm-hmm. Christmas yeah. movie, because I just always want more. You yeah. know, like I feel like they give us just enough. Um, and also, maybe it could have been fine by a TV series, but like, don't give us this week to week episode dropping thing. Like, I want to just be able to watch it all at once. I do, you know. That's how I feel. I do see the. Because, like, WandaVision for me worked as like engagement television. I don't know that Loki or Falcon, definitely not Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I don't know that this. Yeah, I, I almost feel like this could have been a bingeable show. Yeah. I don't know, Joe. You're the you're the no, TV you make, expert. You make a good point about WandaVision though, because WandaVision, the episodic nature of WandaVision, especially in the early episodes, was part of yes. its deal. Like it's was yeah. part of sort of the reality of that show. And so I think it was important that you had one week where we were in one reality, and then the next week we were in the different type of sort of sitcom genre. And to have those things kind of mush together and blend together would have robbed that show of what it was trying to do. And so, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was flawed for a lot of reasons. But yes, that <laughs> that one, it was harder to sort of differentiate episode by episode. Loki, I think, I was cool with Loki being uh, episodic in that way. But like, I could, I could see it sort of both ways. In Hawkeye, Hawkeye's trying to be so many different things. And I think that's maybe the thing that is keeping me from being like super enthused about it is that Mm. sometimes I feel like it's on so many different tracks and following so many different things that I'm just like, I'm, I'm not getting it all together, you know? And I sort of wish that we were able to sort of like follow each Avenue as its own thing. But, um, it's also a short series and I yeah. in general, I'm always going to prefer episodic over a, an entire show dropping at once on a purely practical level of just like, <laughs> I would, I like, I only have time for 40 minutes of Hawkeye this week. So that's what I watched. And it's just like, it's cool. Truth. Um, But I also am getting the sense of just like, all right, they've set up all of these things and like TikTok, they don't have a whole lot of time to now nope. pay these off, especially with, the teases that they're throwing in, we got the whole Rolex thing was a really was brought back into the focus this week. And so it's like, who does the Rolex belong to? And of course, after I watched the episode, I immediately go online because I'm literally writing in my notes, like who could the Rolex belong to? Like question mark, question mark. And then I go online and it's just like, it's definitely this person. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> like all of my wonder goes away and just like, who's behind the track suits. And it's like, it's definitely this guy. And I was like, Oh, okay. you know what though? Your, your point that like, we only have got two episodes left. That's how I thought about Loki, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I know we get season two Loki and uh, Lo- I, I mean, I, one of the things that's keeping this like 
100% alive and I love this. I mean, I, I guess like I should have said that earlier when I was complaining about how it should have been a movie or maybe uh, we talked a little bit about that la- this last week about how maybe Marvel's just not good at TV quite yet, but they started with WandaVision, which was amazing. So they like tricked us. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the th- again, the thing, sorry, I wrote a really long sentence and never got to the, the independent clause there. The thing that's <laughs> keeping this alive for me is like, it's a Christmas special. Yes. And that last ep is going to drop like right before Christmas. And yeah fucking clint barton is going to be home with his family and they're yeah. going to be happy god damn it under they're the be wearing ugly <laughs> sweaters and they're going to be making gingerbread houses and that's all well, i want unless yeah. it's and merry it's- christmas here's here's a cliffhanger i would lose my mind if it was like a loki cliffhanger type thing oh my um, god i i actually will say that like uh, when we recorded on episodes one and two i did feel like it was they were dragging a little bit um i have felt since that these last two episodes have felt like oh we're done over. like we get to the end and like i'm like oh shit that's it we're done yeah um like i've been wanting more which is good right that's not a bad sign that's a right. good thing right um this episode i like you said joe i kept or maybe it was you laura whichever one you said that like i thought like it was like oh yeah that's got to be yelena are we even gonna see her like i thought it was like yeah. He pulls off her mask, and that's it. And like, yeah. I was waiting for it to end. And I was glad we at least finished that scene, right? Because we did. We finished. Yeah. Next the, step like, is letting her talk. Like, yes. it's just like baby steps. <laughs> like, we saw her face, <laughs> and now I want to hear from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the episode itself. Um, I actually really enjoyed the, like, scene between Kate's mom, her soon-to-be stepdad, and... Hawkeye because I feel yeah. like I, I love that like he was like oh you're Archer and she's like why is there an Avenger in my living room because <laughs> they do a lot of like jokes about his branding how he needs a costume which is clearly leading to her like giving him his costume we see him wearing all the promo right. photos right. Um, but they do a lot of like people don't know him but I was glad that it was like yeah the mom would recognize an Avenger right, right. like she just <laughs> would um like, even my mother, who is 75 and yeah. can't remember celebrities, she would know what Avengers If my like, big, expensive high-rise got destroyed by a bunch of aliens right. who the Avengers were fighting, I'd probably keep close tabs on the Avengers <laughs> from then forward. Like, I think that's that's a news thing I would uh, have an alert for. Yeah. She's also yeah. the head of security, so I feel like uh, a security firm, so I feel like she would know all, yes. all the superheroes. Yes. Totally. Also a good point. Yes. That's yeah. kind of one of the fun points, too, about the four of them all sitting around that uh, breakfast, dinner, lunch, whatever time of day table it is. Um, you know, with the two of them in their banter is like, one, we know Jack is somebody. Right. Even before we know, which is right now. Two, obviously Hawkeye, obviously Kate. And three, like, hmm, her mom. Is she in on it? Is she not? You know, like, how much does she know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by, like, they wouldn't have cast Vera Farmiga just to, like, be in the background as her mom. Like, clearly, like, that's, that, I, I, didn't realize she was on the show until I watched the first episode. And I was like, holy shit, Rare for Amiga. <laughs> so now I'm like deeply waiting for like the other shoe to drop with that. Like something's going on. Wait, Laura, what do you think about that with the mom? I know you're I, a big comics nerd like me. Yeah. So no, obviously we know that Eleanor is part of this. Like, I think, I think she might be the madam, but anyway. Um, but I feel like, I feel like uh, Jack is a himbo and that he's just looks like he's, he, he it seems like he <laughs> is the villain. But I think Eleanor is pulling all the strings. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like he's just a pretty face for, for Eleanor. 
Um, and it, it's just, it looks like he's the bad guy, but he's really just a himbo that doesn't know better. Do we and, think we're going to find out that she's the one who knifed uh, Armand? Yeah, because yeah. I, I like after he, after Hawkeye left, she was just like, well, she called someone. Yes. And, and, yeah. and so for me, um, yeah. And so she's the head of security. How could she not know that her 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 man is the is the head of the the, the tracksuit mafia group? Right. Right. Sloan. So I feel like I feel like she's pulling all the strings, and she, he's just her like her her little side piece that you know that she's yeah. tagging along and and hiding. I I feel like they're trying to like um, yeah. What's that word? Like when you uh, it's it's the word where they A switcheroo. They like it's like red herring. Yeah, red herring. Yes. There we red go. Herring. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, I feel like he's a red herring, and um, yeah, he's I feel a- like Eleanor because we know her history in the comic books too. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be that situation. I would kind of love that by the end if, like, it turns out he's just like he's a pretty face who mixes up idioms and idolizes Huey Lewis. Like, that's just sort of he's a very simple man. Like, he just I, likes swords. Just I would kind of love that. Like swords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so like. Wait, so, uh, Laura, wait, what is Kate's mom's history in the comics? I actually don't know this. Oh, so, it, it, like, she's dead in the comics, quote-unquote dead, okay. um, in the comic books, um, in the, especially in the, um, uh, so in the beginning, her father is, like, um, her, her father is the, it, her father's alive, and the mom died, not from, like, not from oh. what happened, and then also Kate has a sister, so that was weird, not having a sister, All but right. anyway, um, but yeah, the mom died in, in the accident in Colorado, and so the dad raised her with the stepmom, but um, we find, uh, I, I don't know if you guys recognize Madame Mask, Masque, um, uh, uh, I was, I was wondering if, I, I, that was my, when we recorded our first episode, I said that I thought, that was my like. That was my guess. Was that like the mom would be Madame Masque. I yeah. think. I think the mom is Madame Masque, and so because uh, like the thing is, in the beginning, this is my theory. The beginning, the mom and the dad, Derek, were talking about how they don't have money and they have to, might have mm-hmm. to sell their house, and then yeah. the tragedy happens. I feel like the dad's death pushed her to kind of be shady, and so um, to do uh, all these things, and like she's part of the Sloan and working with Fisk. Um, yeah. Listen, yeah. So I feel like she is like Madame Masque, and I feel like that's like they're they're having the mom and the daughter kind of head to head in the future. She also had that line in the first episode to Kate about how she's like, "You're you're young and you're rich, and you've never not been either one of those things, and mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. I've not been those things." And that to, I sort of filed that one away too. It was just like she has like maneuvered and she has worked to get to the position that she's in is what that statement sort of said to me. True. And also with that statement, she's pushing Kate away from like this vigilante lifestyle, which if uh, all of this does come to fruition, like really kind of would be put them at head to head. Right. 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 And she does the same thing when Hawkeye's in the elevator right before we see that he's stolen the Ronin sword. uh, When he, when she's like to him, like she is not a superhero, you know, and she's posing as concerned mom. If our angle that we are, we're reading at it now is right. Or she's actually concerned mom and we're all totally wrong, but y'all convinced me. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like Kim, you and I were, I think we talked about that in the first part and like, or is this just how like wildly rich people act? (laughs) 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 Always a possibility. If you look at the runaways, the parents versus the kids, I feel like this is another situation. I mean, obviously they're not going to cross the runaways with Hulu, but it's kind of like that situation. Uh, They're not afraid to get to, make the mom and Vera Farmiga an evil person. 
and she would kill it as a fucking villain, right? Oh, like yeah. she would. Oh and God, again, yeah. like you cast yeah. her for a reason. Like you cast somebody with that kind of screen presence for a reason. And I think that at the very least, it's good. It's to make you suspicious of her. If not, yeah. if you're not going to pull the trigger, but like you might as well pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. So we get, um, I, I just, I don't know. I just loved Clint, like almost being like treated like he's also a kid in trouble when he's like, <laughs> right. at that table. <laughs> yes. And he's just kind of like the shitty teen and like she takes more like the talkative one and he's just like, whatever, man. (laughs) I'm going to go skateboard, mom. Um, But so he leaves. He immediately calls his wife, which this, I saw people on Twitter talking about this. And I also, what do we, uh, Laura, Laura, I need your, I need your uh, comic. What do you think? She what might do you be think, Mockingbird. Think? She might be Mockingbird, but and like because the watch might belong to her, or you know has information on her. This is a theory that's going around on Twitter and also in my head that yeah. Laura Barton, because there's mm-hmm. no history of a Laura Barton in the comic books, but Clint Barton was right. married to a Mockingbird, um, uh, to Mockingbird, and so I have a feeling that they met. Well, they were both agents, and then Laura decided, "I'm not going to be an agent. I'm going to be a mom and and, and marry you, and we're going to live this normal life." Because she spoke German. And right, so right. history, like, um, as a spy, you know, um, I, I uh, like, well, Mockingbird has not, no ties to Germany other than she was captured at one point in the comic books by German spies. Um, but she, uh, but still, like, the fact that Laura Barton speaks German and, like, you know, like, she knows that. And the, he was just, like, I have to hide some, like, he mentioned, like, he he's trying to hide that person because, like, this person just can't be found and stuff. Right. And so I was thinking, I'm like, it has to be Laura Barton. Like she must've been an agent because how else would they have met? Like at a cafe? Oh yeah. Right. right, <laughs> and, right. So- and, and she was so down immediately. Like she like immediately switched into like, you know, mm-hmm. talking in code. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I can track that thing. And yeah. like, and yeah. she's like, I turned on the tracker and I, I, right. I all this stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God. So she might be like another universe version of Mockingbird. And and that's why she gave up her she gave up her 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 life to be um, Mrs. Barton. I I will say, and I know that I'm like definitely in the minority here. I'm always I'm Marvel's the MCU is very good at their continuity, and I will say it will really annoy me if we push Agents of Shield out of the continuity by making her Mockingbird. I hear they- you, Ian, but I also <laughs> think that Kevin Feige can't fucking wait to do exactly that. Like I think he's. <laughs> dying to do that i think he wants to cut the cord on agents of shield once and for all i think it's a blemish on to him i think it's a blemish on marvel even though i don't agree because i really loved agents of shield and i especially loved bobby morse on agents of shield she was one of my favorite characters i'm fine i'm fine with retconning shit and whatever and if and i'm certainly fine with like laura turning out to be you know a former shield agent whatnot i'm like maker mockingbird like that's fine it's a comic it's a comic book universe everything is malleable but um, I do feel like everything that we hear about Kevin Feige, he's just like, he's really itching to just be like, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't count, which is, I, you know, a bummer for us who loved that show. <laughs> I, I, I I did that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. roundtable episode, and I I think they all kind of feel that he feels the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm always... Listen, I that show wasn't perfect, but I sing its praises because when it was hit, it was very hit, I think. Yes, um, yes, yeah. The misses were huge misses as well, but what were you saying, Laura? Sorry. You have to remember, this is the multiverse. Like, there's a multiverse. Yes. So there's, 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 there, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could be in another multiverse. This could be, Laura Barton is this multiverse's multiverse. Right. 
Um, because like he he hasn't been married to anyone else. Like he's had relationships, but this is Mockingbird. He actually married her and had like a family. Right. So, um, I, so right. I mean, then it becomes is you know it's no longer like what's canon and what isn't, but like what is our versus that are in the other verses and then that's a whole can of worms that i don't know if they can't wait to open or if they're just like conveniently going to to use it you know the other thing about laura that i read and i'm i think it was brett white at decider but i'm not positive um mentioned that like wait a second we've never seen laura off the farm like ever on the show yeah that's so it's just like is she off the phone (laughs) <laughs> and in this show like uh, this one like yes right. <laughs> no. actually no we have seen her on on the farm so sorry go ahead <laughs> yes um and so the the theory there being like she's maybe in hiding for reasons right. you know what i mean that she something went down when she was an agent of shield and now she you know can't and it would explain why they take a family trip to New York and mom doesn't, doesn't come, come with them you know what i mean yeah. which mm-hmm. was did sort of stick out in the first episode of just it like did. Is Linda Cardellini, like, is this like a COVID thing where they couldn't film together or something like that? Like, I wasn't sure. And it would explain, it would definitely explain that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it really, it's not like she didn't stay home to take care of one of the kids. All the kids were with him. It's a weird thing. It's a weird setup. Yes. Yeah. I... I guess I'm just like, I do think it could just be she was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It couldn't be just that, right? Like, Yes. So, and we'll get there because I do have something else to say about that. But okay, so he calls her, we we basically beef up the role of Laura Barton in this a lot, which is nice because I'm glad they're giving Mae Whitman more to do because she deserves um just she's great oh no linda uh, linda cardellini may whitman deserves no matter what and we can say it whenever we yeah. want to like, like yes everything yes <laughs> linda cardellini who is the, i always it's because when i watch dead like is it dead, dead like to me? me dead to me dead to me yes i kept thinking it was may whitman that was in that show but it's linda cardellini that's um, so funny because so i'm always like i love may whitman in that show that's about grief but it's not <laughs> do you remember that movie fox catcher with uh steve carell and channing tatum and mark ruffalo about i uh, do yes, yes he plays the rich guy who murders the the wrestler so yeah. uh mark ruffalo's wife in that movie is played by sienna miller and i watched that entire movie and got at the end and i was like you know who i really liked was linda cardellini as his wife and some of these <laughs> it's just like that was sienna miller man and it was just like oh okay like okay, absolutely so had no idea so i'm not yeah. the only one Mexico. it's a continuum we just like there's right. we, we we confuse yeah um but i do think like she definitely has the acting chops to be like yeah, we like think she's this mom who never leaves the house, but actually, right, like, right, giving her more to do. Um, but yeah, they definitely beef up her role. They give her, you know, she's. I mean, she's still on the phone, but it's like, oh, she's right. speaking Russian. She's yeah, doing whatever with the tracker. Um, then we cut to Kate and her mom and the boyfriend. I will say, Laura, I really do think you're right about him just being a himbo because even their chemistry here, I was like, do they not have good chemistry? It feels fake. Yeah. Like it felt like Vera Farmiga wasn't enjoying it, you know. Like, <laughs> well, it kind of looked fake in a way from her point of view. I feel like he thinks he's like he's reeling her in, but I feel like yeah, she's just, mm. she's just playing along because she's kind of like, well, you know, he's he's a pretty thing. Why not? And like, I could just you know use him to as like to as the fall guy. So right. if anything happens it's going to fall on him. That's why when Clint was like, oh, he's in charge of the thing. And I was just thinking him, 
him. Yeah, right. <laughs> like this guy, and and so I and just watching the them interact, I was just like, oh, he's totally the fall guy. He's totally the himbo. We're made to think he's good at. I mean, he is a good swordsman, but I feel like he's he's he is talented at that. But I feel like he's just yeah, he just is dumb. It's entirely <laughs> too easy to have the guy with the big villain mustache be a villain. Like it's just like yeah. they're not going to do that. <laughs> I think in the first two episodes, I definitely was like, oh, like is he a red herring? I didn't use that language because you know that's the language we've just come up with now. <laughs> but I definitely was like, oh, we don't know. And then like I forgot about that, and I was I was totally sold by him. Be- right. I'm, I'm on Kate's side, and y'all have just totally convinced me yeah. the other way. I do love his like mixing up all the aphorisms, just because yeah. that's something that I do. Yeah, <laughs> a long, long time ago when Ian and I were kids, uh, and I was like, you got to stop kicking the kicking the dead dog. <laughs> and I meant obviously beating the dead horse. Beating a dead horse. Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. funny. And so I just always remember like everybody making fun of me for that. Anyway, they're, they're yeah, sorry to bring up, you know, ages old. I know. Yeah. Wow. So, Holding on to that drama. Fantastic. So I'm, I'm Jack. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I, and his character. The character that he is in the comics is more of a, like, sometimes bad, sometimes good. Like, he's been on the Avengers. So, like, yeah, I kind of, and I think, and I think the Disney does this a lot, where they show a character like him, he's probably not going to be much in this. But it's like, they have him around in case they do want to have swordsmen right. for something, right? right. Like, I kind of think it's just like, yeah, 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 they probably, like, have him on retainer and that actor will have a you know, five, 500 year contract, but yeah, they are leading up to like some big sword fight at some point in this series. Right. It really feels like we're, we got to get something like that. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. yeah. You can have the swordsman without a sword fight. Like right. I right. he is good at it. And like, I feel like he's, he's just like the body guy. Like he, he's, he's built to fight, but maybe not all there in the head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sounds like my type of guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, Kate, Kate's mom is very much like let's plan the Christmas party and like this is another reason this is it like again Kim and I talked about this where I'm like is she a villain or is this just how like ridiculously wealthy people talk where it's like you were just in the living room with an Avenger anyway let's plan the Christmas party and right. like I couldn't tell if it was a diversion or literally the mom just like didn't give a shit about what was going on prior um, I wondered though if the scene uh which starts out weird, like like Kate's at therapy, you know, because she's yeah. sitting on the couch. I thought that was a weird, yeah. like, I thought it was an interesting choice. Um, but I wondered if this scene was supposed to show us that Kate is, like, endeared by her mother's happiness. I think she's, it's, I think it's like, yeah, that she's coming around on them as a couple, which is, like, a total red flag to, like, something bad's going to happen. Because, like, yeah. clearly, you know, that's, it's setting, it, it's setting Kate up to sort of be disillusioned or disappointed or something. Yeah. Gonna feel guilty. I think she's gonna feel guilty because, like, when he said, "Oh yeah, you're right about Jack," she was just she paused and she was like, "Yep." Yeah, and yeah. we have to keep him. Yeah, yeah. I and I think I also. I mean, I also think the setup here basically because the mom says when he dips her, she's like, "Oh, what's better than you know the holidays with your family?" And I think they're definitely setting this up to be like Kate will have her chosen family in the Bartons, and yeah. you know when her mom either becomes a villain or whatever, it's right. like. Kate's like, peace, I don't need to spend Christmas with you because you are a bad person. Right. Or whatever. Right. Because then immediately we see her going to Clint's. Well, her aunt's actually, but that's where Mm -hmm. Clint is staying. Um, She brings pizza, she brings the dog. 
Um, were we supposed to assume there was alcohol in those beverages they were making? Yes. Right? Because yeah. they didn't explicitly say it, did they? No, 22. but they were daiquiris. <laughs> yeah, and she, right, Laura? She is, yeah. She's of legal age. Yeah. And, but I do like how it starts out that, like, Clint's got the, she, he's using the daiquiris and, like, taking Laura's Using them as ice packs was yeah. so funny to me. I <laughs> love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, I just I I was very charmed by this whole like montage of them kind of like figuring out the plan, the investigation while wearing silly Christmas sweaters. Yes, like yes. And I, watching I, the Santa Claus. Like yeah. Yeah. I also liked how like we got to see like Clint trying to be funny, but or like, you know, casual. He says uh you know, he's like, Oh, we gotta talk about Sword Boy. And I feel like he doesn't have as many funny lines as she does. So like right. something like that really stuck out to me, like that he feels comfortable around her to like say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, but I, okay. I'm going to ask you guys. I will say at this point, I was like, I'm not really sure what they're investigating anymore. Like, I wasn't sure what to them was the mystery. I know that, because like Hawkeye didn't tell her about the watch yet. I know that he was looking for it. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, she didn't know. And I just was like, wait a minute, what mystery does she think? Is it, because it felt like they weren't talking about the dead dude anymore. And I thought that was kind of the thing they were trying to figure out. And it felt like that has left the conversation at this point in the show. To me, it's plausible that like, I think I, I don't think you're wrong. I think still in Kate's mind, they're looking to find out who killed um, Simon Callow's character. Okay. Um, yeah. And who's behind, who was behind the heist at the auction and, and whether Jack is bad or not. But I also feel like at this point, it's 50-50 that she just wants to be on a mission with Hawkeye is the That's other right. thing. Like, That's and whatever right. it is, she's on a mission with her idol. And, and In she's episode three, I felt it. like if even if they didn't draw a clear connection between the murder and the tracksuit mafia, et cetera, um, they drew like a – there was some sort of vague or broad connection that they brought up. So – investigating the two of them side by side suddenly made sense and yeah that's why i don't think when you know they're talking about this investigation quotation marks um it mattered to me too too much exactly what it was because i was like oh it's all yeah Yeah. and hawkeye is definitely going after the rolex and that seems important so like then he's like he would be the one i would be more skeptical if there wasn't a strong enough reason for him to be doing it then it would have been more of a problem for me because like once this is done, he really does want to get back to his family. But like, I think Kate's happy to be along for the ride at this point. I think she wants the ride to sort of last as long as it can. I also do feel like Marvel is going, they have this problem of having too many characters in some aspects, yeah. like too yeah. many th- situations and, and theories that goes on. Like yeah. with um, like the other, uh, with Loki, there was like just multiple like villains and multiple stuff. And I feel like with this one, they are doing the same thing where is it going to be the what, Eleanor and Jack and what's going on with the tracksuit mafia and Maya? Um, is there Wilson Fisk? And then now with Yelena, it's going to be really about the Countess. And so, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, so I feel like it's, it's, it's becoming like all the, 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 the villains are just becoming like, com- like convoluted together, like come to, coming together and just being a mixture of like, who's the real villain. And it's, it gets confusing. And I'm, I'm really, really curious of how they're going to treat it at near the end, especially since Echo's having her own series. Um, right. And we know we're going to see Elena again and how she deals with the Countess. So it's going to, it's really, it's really scary of how they're going to really put all this together within two episodes. I think Um, this is exactly my thing with it too, is because I think we can be reasonably 
certain that we're not going to get another Hawkeye season or series, right? It's just like, this feels like this is Hawkeye's, this is probably what we're going to get for Hawkeye for a while. He might, you know, pop up in certain things, but his whole deal is he wants to just get back home and be with his family. And I think that's where it's going to end up for him at the end of the series. But I think this is about spinning off Kate into either her show or like maybe Hawkeye season two is just Kate, you know what I mean? And, and Clint will show up once or twice. And then there's, you know, is there a young Avengers thing down the line? Uh, What echo is getting uh, her own spinoff and where does Kingpin, if Kingpin shows up, which everybody seems to assume that he's going to, where does he fit? And then to me, the question is, because you mentioned Valentina and like, what's her whole deal? What's she trying to do? And bringing it back to Yelena, she's sort of a character without a franchise right now because Black Widow was the one off and there's no, not going to be more Black Widow. So is she going to get her own movie down the line, her own show, or is she going to like join the universe of a different, you know, of a different character. And this, this show is going to have to, by the end, send everybody off in all of those different directions. And that's a lot to do in two episodes. I, I want to meet the guy who knows all this and like, yeah. isn't allowed to tell anyone. Kevin Feige. <laughs> Kevin Feige. Kevin, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Feige. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, sit down in front of him and be like, what's yeah. it like to be you and know all this stuff? Right. I wish there was a way that I could just touch his head and just absorb all the knowledge that he <laughs> right? has of all like, because he always has a grand scheme plan of everything. So I yeah. feel like he would be the main person. But it's just two episodes left. And we have so many open open holes regarding that, especially with like Wilson Fisk, you know, yeah. like with, with Maya, you know, uncle. And and then also Kazi. Kazi is actually the clown. So when yeah. is he going to transform into this villainous uh, assassin? Because uh-huh. it seems like he, he he's like a sucker. For like, because like, uh, Clint was able to like easily like be like, nope, you're not getting your gun and all this stuff. Right. And Kazi in the comic books is like vicious. A murderer, is, yeah. Is, a murderer. is his superpower then, handsomeness though? Is that is is that what's <laughs> is that going right? on? Is and I feel like goal? I feel like that's the thing. They have to f up his face too. Yeah. <laughs> because like to make him the clown, because the whole purpose is like he grew up as a clown and he just doesn't look good. But like, but the you know, a fra a fra free is like. Hey, yeah. what's up, dude? But yeah, like, he is hot. That's yeah. a babe right so, there. Yeah. So I feel like you have two episodes left, and then somehow you're gonna, you have to have Kazi be the clown. How could he not like transform into that? Unless there is gonna be a season, there is gonna be a season two. Or if that happens to him on Echo, Echo. if he, if yeah, he Echo. sort of yeah. follows Maya to that. Show. I think. Yeah. I think. Okay, so I think that this has been my issue. I didn't have this issue with a lot of the movies. I didn't have this issue with Wandavision. This issue didn't start hitting me until like Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm, I really don't want a thing that has been like bothering me. And like Loki season two, I enjoyed. And Tim, I know that like you really loved it too. But like, I don't like leaving all these threads hanging because then it doesn't feel complete. Mm-hmm. And so it is starting to like wear on me that we're doing all these things. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Laura, you even mentioned like they're packed with characters. And even this, where we do have our two main characters, we still are, we're introducing character like Yelena just came in and we have two episodes left. Like right. we're, mm-hmm. we're like, the threads are out there and I don't want it to be watch Echo to find out what happens. Like, I, right. I don't know that either I don't want him to become the clown in this. Like I want that guy to just be him. And it's like, okay, maybe sometime, but like, I don't like a half done story and it's like, Ooh, find out there because 
I know they're trying to do very comic book stuff here, but in comic mm-hmm. books, it's mm-hmm. still usually like this story is this story. Yeah. yeah, you'll see more of those characters in these other stories. They will have more to do. They will yeah have another story, but it's like the story's still complete in that comic book. And sometimes it feels with this, you know, Loki was the biggest for me, the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, culprit of that. Yeah, because it's like, oh, this big thing happened, and we just ended like. Yeah. We don't know why. We don't know what it did, but you're going to find out in a movie. Like, yeah, I was cool with Loki because I was like, well, we're going to get season two of Loki. So like, that's yeah. fine. Like, it's not like it, it's it's not it's not cliffhanging us into a bunch of other shows. And normally right. yeah, I agree with you, Ian. That's not usually a problem for me. I don't have a problem that a lot of people have with just like, oh, I hate the MCU movies because it just means I have to watch another MCU movie. I'm just like, I was going to watch another MCU movie anyway. So like, yeah. whatever. This is great. It's the waiting. Um, it's the waiting and you expect yes. uh, yeah. ultimate, like you're expecting it to complete. And instead you have to wait for a, a com- like to, to feel complete. Yeah. As someone who did all of the MCU in the year of 2020, oh wow, I can agree more. <laughs> I do feel like though, I, I as I said, I, oh sorry, go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say because I didn't have to wait, you know, like I, yeah. I just they were all there, you know. No, so, that's that's the way to do it. Thing. I don't know how you did it after the blip. Well, now you have to wait for the Eternals. What happens after that? And then after <laughs> Loki, and then everything yes. keeps getting pushed back. So yeah. it's like, when are we gonna get it? And then I have to find Kevin Feige so I can get all this information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do but, feel like we're going to get a clo- closure on Clint's story. And for some people, that's not what they're in this for. And like, cool, right. I, I get it. But I do feel like we're going to at least, like, I think by the end of this, he'll have found a way to sort of put the Ronin thing behind him. And yeah. he'll have found some closure. And he'll be, you know, mentoring Kate in some capacity, which is the thing that made me like Clint in the first, like the thing that made me like Clint when everybody was sort of hating on him was him mentoring Wanda in age of Ultron. Like that to me is like my favorite flavor of Clint. And then he's comes back in civil war and does the same thing. And that to me, I was like, Oh, I know what your place in this universe is. You're the guy without superpowers who sort of understands the value of this, you know, the sort of familial nature of the Avengers. And also then you're the guy with the family at home. And I loved those scenes, that scene in Ultron, where he basically is just like, you know, welcome to the family, go out there and kick some ass. And I like that that's the position that they've got him in with Kate now, too. Which kind of brings us back to the scene that that we were at. Yeah, like, it does. Like, the pizza and like they're drink, they're drinking the daiquiris and they're yeah. doing, they're wearing their dog and their cat ugly sweater <laughs> and doing all these Christmas things, but yeah. also like working and drawing on the... Yeah. A chance of love, a change of love poster. My notes are inconclusive. <laughs> um, that is not a dry erase board. So uh, I, yeah, I like this. I, I did like that they gave her credit too, because as they're talking about Ronan, I'm like, she would absolutely put this together. Yes. Oh, she did. Okay, she did. great. Yes, <laughs> yes. I liked that a lot. Yeah. And I we didn't even there wasn't like a a light bulb moment. She was just no. like, it was you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you, you, you get that moment of just like, you've been harboring that one for a little bit too. Like you were just waiting yes. for a moment to say it, which I liked. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I thought too. So the thing I did want to talk about, so he says that like, she asked him what his, like, is it your favorite shot or whatever? And he says, the best like, shot you ever took. Yeah. Right. And he says, it's the one I didn't take. Mm-hmm. And so we are to assume he's talking about Natasha. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that will tie because we're actually talking about like 
the, because the Rolex is kind of his, that's the mystery we're doing here is, well, the mystery for him is yes. the Rolex, yeah. right? I'm wondering if the shot he didn't take was Laura Barton, whatever her thing was that she had going on, and that ties back into her identity that's in the Rolex. And maybe that's what he was talking about. Cause he didn't, he never said it was Natasha. He was very, he didn't, but I feel like he threw in some details that really track with what we found out in black widow was that actual, the Budapest mission that they keep talking about. And doesn't Kate say like, Oh, like that was Natasha, but he doesn't say anything back. Okay. Right. But and... it could be, you're right. It, I mean, it, I was thinking that, and then I was like, wait, what if it's Laura? Because we just saw her do spice shit. Like, that's what I was I thinking. Wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past, you know, this show to to do that. But I did, like, I think emotionally it works best if it is Natasha. Because, yeah. like, he's, you know, that's one of the things he's got to sort of work his way past in this show. And also, I think this being the episode that introduces Yelena, that makes it important that that was the story he told in this episode. Because... One of the sort of frustrating things as I, again, look at the clock and I'm like, two episodes, two episodes, it's only two episodes, is we know we got to get to the part where Clint explains to Yelena what really happened uh, on Vormir. And you know, like already I've got this like nod in myself of just like, she's not going to believe him and it's going to have to, he's going to have to really convince her and blah, blah, blah. And I think the thing that's going to ultimately convince her, if she does get convinced by the end of the season, is... It's so clear when he talks about Natasha how much he loved her. And yeah. at some point, you just sort of, you you see that in him. And and that's why I think that scene is important to have in this episode. Yeah, because then they go to bed, right? And he turns off his hearing aid. And, right. ooh, it hurt my feelings seeing Natasha <laughs> say, it's okay. I was like, yeah. ah, yeah. I want to see this again. Yeah. Um, I was waiting in this scene for like a, a flashback because... If y'all don't know, I know Ian knows. I do rely on them sometimes. Um, and I, I liked that we got it at the end when he turned off the, the hearing yeah. aid and we get, you know, just a little flashbacks of it was him, I think, being Ronan, Ronan with his kid right before the blip and then the Natasha yeah. thing. I thought those are three good sort yeah. of it's, yes. it's definitely Natasha because the whole purpose of this film, and a film, the whole series, is kind of to showcase um, him mourning for her, his grief and yeah. his survivor's guilt. And also the fact that, like, um, it's, he's tr- the, the show is trying to prove why he was worth saving. Like, why was it he? Why was he the one worth sacrificing when he did all that horrible thing as Ronan? Even right. though, she, and she, even though she has read in her ledger, he has read in his ledger. So I feel like she, what Natasha did was, I made, I made up for my red ledger. Yep. Now it's your turn to make up for your red ledger. Yep. And I feel like this series is meant to kind of reflect her. Um, her growth from from being a Black Widow to being an Avenger, and then now all this red in his ledger and trying to um, what's a, a, a not reclaim, but what uh, redemption? Redemption. Redeem. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? Like I've been writing all day, and I should know this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, his this is his his time for redemption as she finished her redemption, and so I feel like it's it is gonna it's it's it's, it's, it's they're definitely talking about Natasha. Um, and that the watch thing, it's just kind of like a side thing for the future um, yeah. to let them know, like, l- maybe Laura Barton will play a larger role or whoever it, the watch actually belongs to will play yeah. a larger role to connect them in the MCU. That's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, so then they wake up and they have their separate missions to go on. He's going to see Hot Guy with a neck tattoo. She's going to see <laughs> LARPers. Um, 
I actually, I, I don't know how all of you feel, but I love the LARPers. I liked them when they were introduced. I like that they're like nerdy, but it's not Big Bang Theory to me. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't feel, mm-hmm. it feels like, yeah, these these folks are just like LARPers. Like it doesn't feel like we're yeah. making fun of them for being nerdy. No, I, no. I think it helps that, uh, I think it helps that the cop that they talk to is like suddenly a cop. Yeah. You know what I mean? She, and like she like has like a that. job. Yeah. Yeah. Like things like that where it's just like, like, oh no, this is just a thing we do like for fun and like we're going to have fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you can't really judge them for having fun when like, you know, your, your actual day job like is something like that. You know what I mean? I did so. think the cop thing was like pretty superficial. Not that I'm super complaining, but the fact that she was just like, oh, steal something from evidence. Yeah, I can do that. It's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the LARP community stays in the LARP community. <laughs> I mean, right though, so many shows, like even when they're nerdy, when they're showing us nerds, it's yeah. like, ha ha, look, it's nerds. And like, I fucking hate that shit. Cause like, <laughs> come on, I'm the audience here. But I, I like appreciated that it's, yeah. Like you said, Jim, like they kind of made them like, yeah. And the other ones are mostly firefighters. Like he knew that. And like, right. I don't know. I, 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 I and in the comics, it's like he has the people that live in the building that are like the like side characters, and I feel like the uh-huh. lovers are going to be those people, and I hope they are. Like I, I enjoy them. I enjoy Hawkeye being annoyed with them. <laughs> I kind of loved Kate was like, "Wow, this is intense." And then when they get back to the apartment, she's like, "Look at this new outfit they made me." Like she's yeah, like, yeah. Into it. <laughs> "That kind of that reminded me of you, Kim." Like I feel like <laughs> that's like if you go into something like that, you'd be like this is a lot. And then suddenly you're like, Ian, holy shit, look at this cool thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. But so, and then Clint, I mean, you talked about it already, Joe, he goes to, God, what the hell is it? I don't even remember his name. You remember his name. Kazi. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, the hot guy. Um, (laughs) Clint kind of talks. I kept, I feel like they were dancing around not saying Kingpin because I was like, yeah. someone's going to say Kingpin, right? Because he's like the head of all this. He's the uncle. Like, we're going to say his name. No, we're not going to say his name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I really liked his line, Clint's line, when he says, you seem like a reasonably not stupid guy. I just yeah. think that was great. <laughs> and he's like, thank you. Um, and so he, yeah, he basically is just like, you're in Maya's ear, like, it felt like he wasn't giving him, he was just kind of like, make her stop trying to kill me. The right. end. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to threaten him. Yeah. He didn't have Which, any good reason to do it, except like he just wants her to stop. Yeah, because well, it's like, it's yeah, but she attention. kept. It's drawing attention that they don't want. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Uh, so then he, yeah, he gets back to the apartment. We learn that. Uh, the cop is also a lesbian, which I liked when she was like, oh, my, I think she's, she says partner or does she say wife? She says wife. She says, she says wife. wife. Yeah. 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 Um, she says that her wife engraved like a stitched bombshell on it. Right. Which, uh, Joe, you mentioned this. I told Brett, I always use his articles. Oh. That is the name of a superhero in the comics. Of like course. That's, that character, her name and Bombshell. Bombshell's her alias, and whatever yeah. that character's name is, is Bombshell's name. I should have known that just from that. Because, like, obviously, they're not going to drop something like that if that doesn't mean something, of course. Yeah, of course. I know, means. right? We should have We should have assumed. Uh-huh, um, I know. They, they were in the 1983 Hawkeye comic book series, apparently. Because right. the other guy um, is someone as well. He's named, like, Oddball or something. Uh-huh. Um, but so... 
Also, I thought that they didn't have his arrows. I thought Clint got his stuff back from them. Was that was that incorrect, Joe? <laughs> I, I just sort of took the show at its word that like we got to get my arrows back. They're at uh, they're in you know some place by the Manhattan Bridge. I was like, oh cool, go get your arrows back. Like I yeah. love this idea that there's just like a finite number of arrows, and I'm not sure whether we're supposed to know why that is, um, right. or whether his like sort his arrow source <laughs> has dried up or whatever. We saw he had the one that was a pim arrow, which like that that was last week, right? We saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah which was rad as hell. And so like clearly somebody's making, you know, arrowheads of some, of some extraction. I so guess the, maybe I, the I, supply I, chain has gotten to Hawkeye too. Maybe that's what's well, happening. I, I think, I, I think, think the arrows, I think the arrows that they caught were the ones that were thrown and like, like, cause you, you know how they, the, uh, the, on the bridge, all this chaos happened and the arrows are all over the place. Yeah. I think yeah. He, reuse, he reuses the arrows, but it also reminds me of his SNL skit. Jeremy Renner did an SNL skit from, until oh, yeah. yes. where he was yes. like, I'm all out of arrows. Hey, what do you expect? I'm all out of arrows. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would almost think that maybe it's like Tony Stark, like the trick, the ones that are yeah. like ridiculous, like Tony Stark was making those. Like, yeah. That's like actually Clint, a really good point. Yeah. Like Clint will have his regular arrows, but like the ones that are fancy that have like the goop and like the pin particles, like Tony Stark was making. Speaking those of without. goop though, why wouldn't Pepper be on this? Like I Pepper. I was going to make that joke too. Sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's right. You're faster than I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, one would assume that she's like, maybe they don't want to bother her or like not as yeah. close with her. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, you're right. She could just bankroll it and be like, someone do this. I don't care. <laughs> right. Is it, it vagina scented? I had someone asking at my job if we had books on vagina steaming. And I was like, why did Paul draw? You did this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the answer was no, we did not. Um, but so he went, now what? Are they, oh, then they go to this apartment with the watch. And he kind of explains what's going on. Um, and Joe, I have said this before and I, Laura, I don't think you're a Buffy, I don't know if you're a Buffy fan. Um, I know I have watched it. Yeah. I watched okay. all, all the episodes, but I haven't rewatched it or like memorized everything. But if you were to tell me about the episode, I'll be like, yeah, I remember that. Like it's okay, like so you, a reflection. So you're not unhinged like me and Joe. About <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> I will say the thing I love about Kate is she feels very Buffy to me. Sure. Um, yeah. And this this scene felt especially so when he's like, all right, you got to sneak in. You got to use the arrow. And she's just like, hi, to this like elderly man and helps him carry in his bags. And it's just like very charming. and Charging it, right she, ahead. Yeah. Right. Like that reminded me of like Buffy and Giles. Like Giles would be like, yes. oh, this is the prophecy of blah, blah. And she's like, all right, I got it. And just like walks in. Like <laughs> that's how I often feel. Like I think that's why I love Kate so much because sure. we haven't gotten to have like a lady be that kind of hero in the MCU either they're like they're like mostly the like straight man quote unquote that aren't like making jokes and being like easy and breezy right and shitty and she mm-hmm. is and I love that yeah See, I, um, I, I will disagree with you on on a little I do agree on the Buffy a little bit of that but I feel like Buffy understands her job and her responsibility I feel yes. Kate is naive and privileged that's why the mom said you're young and you're rich so you really don't have any like no fear. You're overconfident. But Buffy has seen death and like understands the risk of like when she does have to fight. Um, I mean, it took forever, but still like we have history. There's history. But then with Kate, she thinks she could get away with her charm and charisma. And I feel like she nothing has knocked her down yet. 
And I and I think that's why it, in the beginning it was cute and endearing, but it kind of is kind of aggravating that she she has so much privilege and it it kind of bothers me in a way because like I love Haley Steinfeld and I'm just like oh Kate just listen to him he knows better and it's like and it's like she she's like I've gotten away with it before I got a cop to give me some stuff I got like all this stuff I could get away with it and it kind of bothers me about her privilege regarding that. That's a great point. I think one of the things about her that's most Buffy-esque is her just dialogue and her banter more than, uh, you know, kind of the stuff that you were touching on. But also, like, just the fact that she's a badass in the same way Buffy is. But I think that those points that you you made about their differences are, like, hugely valid and, like, such an important part of Kate's character. And, and I mean, Laura, you just pinpointed why Buffy would be my favorite. Like, you know, I still, <laughs> Buffy is like my favorite hero of all time. Sure, like, sure. She's awesome. And so I think that you like put a good like pin on why and like how it is like she's Buffy like, but isn't there because she doesn't understand the like uh, yeah. seriousness of what's going on. But that and would that, also yeah. make sense then if something's going to happen with her mom yes. by the end of the season, that would be the thing that would sort of be the 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 wake up call for her almost that would be yeah. the thing that would you know put some gravity into what's going the on lynch with her. I, yeah. I got the word in my head. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great on words tonight. Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> Kingpin. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I, I also feel like with Buffy, she, you know, she's not from a home of privilege. You know, her mom, she parents right. did, like divorced and all this stuff, and Kate has seen trauma. She's seen death and stuff, but I feel like because she because of like she feels like her father's death and she wants to avenge him be an avenger and a hero and everything. But I feel like that the, the, like deludes her, like dilutes her like reality to things and like how Clint is trying to tell her like, you, you shouldn't, this is like, there's a dark side to being a hero. And she's just like, no, I was born. I've seen death because of my father and I want to avenge him. I want to be a hero, but she doesn't understand like the risk and like, and like the seriousness of it because she's been like privileged. And I feel like Buffy never had that privilege. She's not rich. Like she moved around because yeah. she got kicked out of schools. And so, and Kate's mom was like, "All right, I'll pay. I'll pay a check so you don't get kicked out of school." Yeah, you right. That situation. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I 100 percent agree with that. Um, but okay, so we get to this apartment. I was thinking, "Ooh, is this going to be Elena's apartment? Like, it's going to be Elena, right?" Yeah. Because I will say, um, the internet did spoil Elena being on this episode for me, but. I wasn't that mad because she was announced as a cast member when the show I was just started. saying, she's going to have to show up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I knew she was, you know, I knew she had yeah. to show up. You're being um, like, about I, that spoiler. <laughs> and like, I, I really thought this was going to be like Yelena's hideout. But then when Kate got in there, I was like, wait, this doesn't look like a hideout. This looks like fully like a, an adult's apartment. Not like, oh, a spy is hiding out here to kill someone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, and then I, so this is where I was like, oh, then maybe is the watch about Yelena and that's who Hawkeye's protecting because he knows she's her younger sister. But no, that was not. Again, <laughs> I was wrong. Um, but I I thought the fight scenes here were like fucking fantastic. The fight scenes on this show have been really great. Um, yes. They, they've been like reminding me of Daredevil in the, the Netflix show because that had some of like the best fights. Um, and so I love that Maya shows up while we hear that Clint is fighting. Um but Clint is fighting someone else and he thinks he's fighting Maya. Uh, but Kate is fighting Maya. And I thought even in the fight scene in this apartment was well done. Um, yeah. I don't know. What did you guys, uh, Joe, what do you think about all this? I thought it was great 
fight choreography and it was very exciting. My only complaint is it was so dark at times that it was tough for me to differentiate between who was Maya and who was Yelena sometimes in like some quick shots. And cause everything just like everything was very, just like it was very dark and very, and I get why like everybody's wearing dark clothes. Cause we're all snooping here. We're all trying to get the jump on everybody else. But um, I, 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 a little more clarity on that would have made it, I think, a, more exciting for me. But I did like the way that it like told story through action scenes, which was very good. I think we sort of learned a lot about where Yelena's at because we don't know it. Like, we don't know how much sort of Valentina pilled she's been at this point. Like, and the fact that she like made sure that she wasn't going to knock Kate to her death at that one moment that she yeah. made sure that she had sort of like attached that. Uh, hook or whatever the hell it was that like, Oh, okay. So like, we know that at least Elena's not like, you know, lost all, you know, whatever heart right. she has that we, that we saw uh, in, in black widow. So I liked that it told story through that. Um, but yeah, just, I, there were a couple times where I was just like, who am I looking at? What's going on? What's happening? So yeah. <laughs> Nana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura, what did you think of all this at the end? Cause I know it's like, it's kind of like one there's not much to talk about because it's just an action scene, right? Yeah. No, I mean, there is so much to talk about because, like, <laughs> like, cause, like um, she saved Kate because Kate's not her, is not her target. Like, right, her right. target was, um, so, and, like, I feel like if, like, if she was a, just a Black Widow, Black Widow, like, kill all no matter what. Right, right. But yeah. because she is who she is, she's just like, I'm not going to kill an innocent life. I'm going to kill, like, the one who I'm targeting. Um, and it was such, it was, I, I so compared to like the episode three, episode three, I think had the best action. Um, mm. But this one was, had a good fight scene. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I really love that Maya was even kicking like Yelena's butt too. Like in a way it was a three-way fight. Yeah. Uh, four-way fight. And I thought that was really interesting because it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but then I guess not this situation. Cause she's <laughs> right, but not now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I really, I, I love that Kate was like, I'm, I'm going to slide down the, the thing zip yeah. line and go to you guys. And then she was stuck and she was yeah. like, what do I do? And like, it was nice that, um, uh, that Yelena was helped her out kind of thing. Like, push the thing to make her move um and i think that was intentional it's not like an accident i feel like okay i'm gonna help this kid out um so i feel like they're gonna like i think earlier one of you guys said one of you guys said that like she could have taken the shot but she didn't i yeah. feel like this is another relation like like you said this is gonna be a budding relationship for the young avengers potentially <laughs> <laughs> potentially yes <laughs> uh kim what did you yeah. i know sometimes you're not so into a fight scene what do you think well, I was very interested in what was in Maya's apartment. So that was my like main focus early on in the scene. There's a lot of good plants and pottery. And even when they started fighting, I was like, ooh, that's a nice uh, something. Um, <laughs> all of my notes at the beginning are just like things that I was, uh, you know, uh, listing on her walls, etc. Anyway, um, I want to talk about the parts specifically when Kate gets thrown over the side of the edge of the house after the zipline thing. And mm. instead of pulling her up... Um, uh, Clint just kind of like drops her into those lights because yeah. I thought that is, you know, there's a couple parallels to Black Widow in this end scene. And like, that's one of them when he's just like frozen reaching down for her. And I thought that was just brilliant. Like it was a really good setup. We'd had, we'd already talked about her. Like we expect, you yeah. know, some sort of, it's just a great callback. Um, and he's like frozen. Like he, he's like, we, we see him caught in his trauma in that moment. And it's so yeah. 
fast comparatively to because I mean he's literally in the middle of a fight scene and it doesn't happen for that many seconds, but it's it's palpable, it's noticeable. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Anyway, and then he, you know, he drops her. Like that's when that moment of grief slash trauma slash, you know, whatever is when he realizes that like, okay, this is just a kid. Like I can't let her get in the middle of this. Like this is this is a ridiculous right. thing. Like he hears her mom in his head in that moment. Like so much happens in that moment and drops her. And Kate being Kate, like of course, like, you know, goes back up the stairs or something to rejoin the fight. Um, so I thought that paired with the moment where we get Yelena's little nod, like, you know, don't kill me. You know what I mean? And Kate makes that choice, like, to not shoot the callback again to the what we talked about earlier. Um, I just thought they were those two moments were paired really well. So it's not just a fight scene. We're also like getting all these other things too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Yeah. Oh my God, You're I'm very emotional now because I'm just thinking Hawkeye and, and Widow were best friends and now this Hawkeye and Widow might be best friends. It's just getting like, <laughs> cute. It's like reflection. I, I will say I was emotional when we saw Yelena. I mean, one, just because of all the Black Widow stuff. And then two, because I fucking loved Yelena. Like she was yep. great in Black Widow. And mm-hmm. again, she, I mean, you know, I said Kate was kind of one of the first in the MCU, but Yelena was allowed to be shitty she was allowed to be the shit talker right. um, in Black Widow. And I thought it, her and her and Scarjo had like really great sister chemistry, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought so, too. And I don't know. I just it was nice to see her again. It was all of it's, you know, I know that like I've been complaining about continuity, but a lot of the stuff, especially, you know, I mean, Laura, you were on for Shang-Chi and like we all really loved it and. The Eternals, well, I didn't really love it, but that's fine. Um, I, all of that has felt so separate. Like, it's been very, like, not relating back to other characters. Um, and I don't know. This was cool. This was kind of like, you know, in Loki, it was Loki's story. We didn't, there wasn't other, like, aside from Lady Sif and that, you know, five-second cameo, we weren't really, like, tying back to other characters. And it feels like... Eh, like Falcon Winter Soldier, I guess, but we haven't really been seeing other characters come into these things. And it was just nice seeing a character we had only recently just seen for the first time coming yeah. back and a character that was like very beloved, right? That's yeah. like, for me that, that made it work. And I, again, I loved how purposefully Yelena fought. Like she did not harm Kate yep. and it made me love her even more. I was like, Ugh, I love her. Um, She's got her, like, vengeance, but she's like, no, 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 I'm not going to kill an innocent. Right. But I also like the three-way fighting. I like that her and Maya were, it wasn't the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It was, no, you're my fucking enemy, too. Yeah, this is my <laughs> kill. Yeah. yeah. It's like, move, it, Move. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and, like, when Kate didn't take her shot as, like, you know, relating back to Clint not taking a shot, and the, like, the head nod, that mm-hmm. Yelena gave her. Yeah. Kind of like saying like, this isn't your fight. I'm not mm-hmm. fighting mm-hmm. you. I don't know that like, that also got me emotional. Cause I was like, I'm so glad I was very worried. You're going to do character assassination on Yelena and just do like right. straight up villain when we saw her again. And I'm really glad we're not doing that because we're giving room for like, okay, maybe she's going to try to kill him, but, like, we kind of understand why she might want to kill him yeah. if she thinks he murdered her sister, right? Like, yeah. Okay, question. Yes. For people that love fight scenes, <laughs> why do our two 
villains in quotation marks run away i feel like the fight wasn't over <laughs> i feel like like i mean maya got shot in the arm is that why she left because she fought a little bit after that and I, then I think it was the shot in the arm. okay and then yelena just like jumps off the roof like i feel like it fight to the death like nobody died so i didn't understand necessarily why they had yeah. left. well i think it, beca- it became two on one once maya left and so I think I think she knew better than to to fight okay. two people who are skilled um, with the arrow too, because um, if it was just it's just her and Hawkeye, obviously she would stay. But since Maya left, then Kate could focus on protecting um, Hawkeye. Okay. And I, I think Maya left because she was shot. Like I think the arrow. Was okay. Oh yeah. Well, then I think that's important oh, to mention too. Like that Kate gets that shot. You know that. Yeah. That's important. For lack of a better. Yeah. No. Yeah. And like, (laughs) yeah, I just, I don't know. I really, and it really like, you knew it was going to end and I, but I was just glad at least it did end with like, okay, the fight. I mean, like you said, Jim, it didn't really like end, but it ended with them leaving. So it wasn't like a cliffhanger. I appreciated that we like completed the scene. Right. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. I just, I really liked it. And I felt like weirdly emotional during the fight once Yelena's mask came off because it's like, oh shit, like her sister was the only person that was good to her and she's dead. And like, she thinks that Clint murdered her. So right. you know what? I understand Yelena. <laughs> like, Ian, you do did, what you gotta do. <laughs> Ian, did Yelena jumping off the roof like that make you think of Faith at the end of, uh, what was oh the one? Oh my God, one? I didn't, but Faith yes, you're right. fighting on the rooftop in graduation day? Ah, I didn't even fucking, I've been to Buffy 85 <laughs> times. I didn't even think about that, but yes. <laughs> Now that you say that, yes. Your Buffy card's revoked, Ian. I know, God, take it away. The people on TikTok are right. I'm not a real fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, now that we're at the end, uh, Joe, what was your favorite scene? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think it was the, you know, Christmas sweaters and the Santa Claus and coming, you know, I love a team sort of putting their heads together about that kind of stuff. And I like seeing these two becoming a genuine team. Like, obviously we knew this was where this series was going even before it started, but I'm just like, yeah, like it's happening. And I don't know. I really, I like that. And I like that it ended with, you know, them sort of connecting emotionally too. So. Kim, what was your favorite scene? Well, Joe stole my favorite scene. I'm so sorry. I'm such a double up. (laughs) So yes, that was also my favorite scene. And I want to mention just because it's in my notes in all capital letters uh, from that scene. And we did not mention it. I have boomerang arrows, LOL, written in the (laughs) That, I, yes, I forgot to mention that is from the comics. It's so weird how often Uh this show pulls directly from the comics and reverses it. Because in the comics, Kate makes fun of him for having, like, I think it's Kate well, it was something. It's like, why would you need a boomerang arrow for him? Like, that's like a gag. Um, Laura, what was your favorite scene? Uh, the coin, when or the button that he had. And he was just like, she was like, oh, prove it. But you, you, tell me you could do that. And he did it. And she was just like, I want to do that. And oh, like they're doing like the, the bottle cap thing that all my roommates in college thing. could do and I could never do. The snapping your fingers <laughs> with the bottle cap. Yeah, a little cap. snap thing. And I was just Ugh. like, I thought it was cute because you got to see him really yes. like chill. Like, and he's not just like, he doesn't treat her like a burden. Instead, he genuinely cares about her. Because in the beginning, he if she felt like a burden to him, because he's just like, oh my yeah. God, money would be better. But then he softens up and like kind of was like, you know what, I you'll be my apprentice kind of thing. And I thought that was really endearing and, and 
it fits the comic books, you know, like of how their yeah. relationship really is, how he, re the mutual respect for each other versus in the beginning where he was cold and like treated her like, okay, I just need to get this job done. Yes. Well, okay. So I know I said we were at the end, but that does lead me to, <laughs> I actually really hate the trope of this kid doesn't know. So I'm taking them out of the fight. And I really hated that being like, where we left it because they had just, like you said, they just became a team. It felt like they just were like, yeah, cool. We are a duo. We are fighting crime together. And then he's like, wait a minute. You're too young for this. And she's 22. She's not 14. Right. Like, I, with Spider-Man, it made a little bit more sense in Civil War because he was supposed to be like 14 or 15. But he had but, a moment where he's reaching down for her. I feel like we are, I mean, I, I agree that like, I hate that that's how it, the the episode ended but like also i totally get it also he's a dad and the whole episode yeah. opens with the mom being like i want my kid alive you know and he that's why he's getting the watch probably yeah, yeah you're right you're right yeah um yeah definitely i agree with that because like i feel like he's just like i don't want to lose another partner because the theme was yeah. partners and uh, partners and like he's lost a lot of his partners when I feel like when she kept saying we're partners, partners, he's like, we're not partners because I lost my partner. And so yeah. I feel like that that affected him yeah. um, in, in a different way. It's That's, always I, that thing where like the, the narrative of the show is that for a moment at cross purposes with why we're watching the show. Like we're watching the show because yes. <laughs> we want to see Kate become a superhero. And for at least the moment, it makes the thing that makes sense is that Hawkeye's got to try to protect her. So it's just like, all right, but like we are, I, I'm kind of with you. Or it's like, I am just like, all right, we'll get past this and then get to the point where they're both fighting together. Cause that's the part we want to see, but Which, it's, it's Christmas morning. I'm like, I'm at Christmas Eve right now. And I'm just like, I want it to be Christmas morning. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, which brings us kind of full circle back to the beginning of the thing where we were all like, okay, like this isn't working episode to episode. We just want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I think my favorite scene, it's a tie between that end fight and the like them in their Christmas sweaters yeah. figuring out shit because I thought both those scenes were like two of the stronger scenes we've had in the series so far, I think. Um, and I'm really looking forward to getting, I hope we just get full, like a lot of Yelena. She's, she's there and she's like not just in the shadows for the rest of the series. Right. Um What grade do we give this episode, Kim? I knew you were going to ask me first. <laughs> oh. you're the professor you just did all your grading <laughs> i know i'm done with grading ian um i'm i feel like i've given every episode an a minus and i i feel the same way about this one that's fair uh joe well now kim stole from me because i also say <laughs> a minus so so what grade do you give it Oh, A minus. Yeah. Oh, you're saying, okay, you're so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm copying, I am copying Kim now. I am I'm fully hopping on that bandwagon. Yeah. I uh, think it was really good and and okay. with a little bit of room to grow. Yeah. Right. Laura? Um, I'm a strict I'm a strict grader because I'm Asian and it's like A is <laughs> A is like has to be really perfect. Um, but I give it about eighty nine percent, so a B plus, like eighty nine percent. Because the last episode, I feel like the action could have been better. Um and also um you know, I, 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 the last episode really hit, like, affected me a lot, and I really liked that, and that was an A, a like an A, and so I feel like compared to that one, I still love the last episode more. I love the that's specific fair. numbering. That that's a yes. that's great. Yeah, that's yeah, great. that was good, Laura. <laughs> um, I think I give it an A minus. Um, you know what? No, I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna, 
<laughs> uh, counterbalance balance uh, large trick rating. Uh, I'll boot myself up. Um, yeah, thank you all for joining me to talk about Hawkeye. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you liked Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other corners of the internet where you get your podcasts. And, and don't you- forget that you're doing a Buffy break. Yes, and just thank you, Tim. Uh, we are also taking a break from Buffy the Vampire Slayer for December. I posted it on social, but I wanted to let everyone know who's listening. Please don't give us a bad review because I'm taking another break from Buffy. Uh, <laughs> but I promise we'll be back in January. It's just been really hard to book guests with Hawkeye, with all the screen content from My Bloody Judy and the live show, which is this weekend, and you should buy tickets to um, at Stonewall in New York. And uh, doing all that has been just absolutely draining, and I needed to drop the two Buffy episodes you're supposed to record this month, but we are going to come back in January with all the new Buffy episodes and we will finish out season seven in time for the 25th anniversary. But okay. So if you like us, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at Slayerfest X 98 on all social media platforms. You can support us on Patreon, which is very much appreciated and helps keep this podcast going. Uh, and if you want to follow me, I'm at ENX Carlos. Kim, where can everyone find you? I am on Twitter at Kim and Joe South. And Joe, where can everyone find you? I am on Twitter at Joe Reed. Reed is spelled R-E-I-D. And Laura, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter as L Syracle, L-S-R-I-K-U-L. Um, and I'm always updating on there. Cool. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.